Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. First and ten, it's Cousin, and he'll throw, and he's got Rudolph, and he's got an open path to the end zone. Minnesota's got their first lead on a 36-yard touchdown pass. Cousins to Rudolph. <laughs> it, it was rough because for us, uh, definitely at one point you're thinking, like, no, we can't go into the no. with a loss. And, right. And it's mm. like in your mind you're like, it's not. Nah. Last year we had a loss to Buffalo, and it was like things weren't things weren't going right so far. I still go out there and win. It, just, it meant a lot at the right time, and now we're in a lot. Good Friday afternoon, everybody, in the Twin Cities and beyond. Uh, welcome to Purple Daily, the bi-week edition. Uh, I'm Brian Murphy in uh, for Matthew Collar, who is presumably staying out of jail during his bye week but we Maybe. we can never we can never be sure i haven't been scouring the hennepin county jail records <laughs> as i used to when i covered the vikings every bye week every morning you'd uh, hit refresh on that page to make sure everybody was uh accounted for or at least not uh not behind bars but uh that's been a long time yeah i you know we give him a lot of guff and and you know, make fun of them a little bit. Mine Metcalf joining us as well in studio. Um, it is the bye. The Vikings are sitting fairly uh, comfortably at eight and three, considering what they've uh, accomplished the last couple weeks. Again, we uh, we seem to reset the narrative as we do in the NFL every week. Right, the next game is the next biggest game and way to define your season. But heading into the bye. Vikings are at eight and three. The Packers have a big game Sunday night coming off of their bye against San Francisco at eight and two. If the 49ers can win, uh, we'd have a temporary tie atop the NFC North at least. And, uh, I don't know, Myron, I, I, I think they have to feel fairly good about where they are considering at two and two coming out of a, an awful game in Chicago. And when Kirk Cousins spent the week apologizing for his awful play, yeah. uh, I don't think anybody really felt this was a playoff team. They probably thought this was a team that was going to fall apart in acrimony. So to be where they're at today with a week off, I think they got to feel pretty good. Yeah, I mean, there have been a lot of moments, you know, where you, where you question the trajectory of this team. Um, and by the way, with Kyle, we all know he's somewhere watching film. <laughs> he's, he's watching some low-level D1 football, looking for a third receiver or something that... No one's no one's ever heard of, right? Um, and grinding for t- yeah, his particulars. Some sixth round pick in the draft that he's going to talk about on the show. But I think, yeah, if if you're a Vikings fan, you look at this team, and there were a lot of moments, starting with Stevon Diggs not showing up for work and being like, 
Oh, trade, maybe. There's truth to all the rumors. That was a disastrous moment. Truth to all the rumors, but I don't know what you're all talking about. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and obviously the losses to Green Bay and Chicago. You, you, you got the feeling early on, oh, man, here we go again. This is the same team. And, and, and for me, what I think really shifted the narrative was the Dallas win. Because the week before that, you lose to a Kansas City team without Patrick Mahomes, and it's like, okay, uh, unless everything's right for Kirk Cousins, this is still a team that can have a situation where you should win this game. You're you're not playing the MVP, and you still mess it up. And, and I think a lot of people were down on them then, and then you beat Dallas, and it, it changes the narrative. Buffalo, to me, was it was ugly, but it was a win. More than anything for me, it's like you know how bad these guys can be when they make mistakes. But you also know how good they can be. You're talking Denver? Well, I'm talking Minnesota. I mean, they can be as bad as they were in the first half of that game, down 20. But they also can be, I think, a team that could compete with the Green Bays and San Francisco's and any other top team in the NFC. So they're high. Their ceiling's very, very high, it appears, at this point. Well, and the way they came, but you know, look, you can uh, you can nitpick all they all you want about oh, falling behind 20 to nothing at home to Denver. But it this was a game that... You know, Kirk Cousins had to go out and win, and he did go out and win. They had four possessions in the second half. They scored touchdowns on all of them. He threw three of them. Um, and he also, I, we threw about the stat yesterday. I, I never looked it up, but I know it's something along the lines of either 12 touchdown passes or 15 touchdown passes against one interception since that Chicago game. And the one interception he threw bounced off a Stefan Diggs face mask and yeah. into the arms of a defender. So, in a sense, essentially, he's been pretty much perfect as far as that. Uh, ratio goes since then. So mistake free football, uh, but he also finally he won the primetime game against a, a playoff contender, which was huge. And he has led them on a f- fourth quarter, second half, fourth quarter comeback where the game was in his hands. He checked that box off as well. Uh, now, but can he, but can he do that? Can he do it again? And, well, and here we yeah. go. They got to go to Seattle. Yeah, it's Monday night, another primetime showdown against a, a top contender on the road, a, a, a team that destroyed them last year, and also led to the firing of their offensive coordinator and essentially the end of their yeah uh, prospects. Even though they did have a chance to win it, uh, get win their way into the playoffs against Chicago, but you could tell that season was off the rails at that point, and Cousins was not the answer at that point. In Seattle, so is he going to be able to avenge that? And if he, did, we were talking about this yesterday. If he doesn't, um, let's say he plays relatively milk toast, doesn't doesn't lose the game, but doesn't win it, and they lose in Seattle. Do all the naysayers come back out of the woodwork right away and say this Probably. is not your man again, and you're overpaying him? And and I think the only way he's going to have, be able to overcome that is to uh, not just win a game in January, but several games in January and get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, getting back to the NFC title game where Case Keenum was two years ago doesn't sound like a a measure of success for this season. Yeah, you can't move the bar. I mean, you just can't. Like I, I will say it a million times, but he was brought into a situation where you expected him to extend to add on to what had already been accomplished by ma- making it to the NFC title game and not being very competitive, we might add, I- in that moment. So and you spe- needed a miracle to get there. You did. So you're expecting a guy to get you to that point, but... Now you've got a chance to win. You're playing against the best teams in the NFC. You've got a chance to win. So that should always be the bar for this team. Last year, obviously, was a failure. This year, they have the goods. It appears to play with any team in the league when they're at their best. What Seattle, to me, is going to show is that is the scenario I think they're going to end up in when it comes to the playoffs. They're probably going to be on the road, potentially, 
and now you've got to beat a really good team. And what Seattle, why Seattle's interesting is they're they're similar to the Vikings in terms of the defense can be hit or miss. Um, they don't have the offensive weapons, but it usually comes down to Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. So I think that to me is the scenario where you go, okay, fourth quarter on the road in Seattle, close game, Kirk Cousins versus Russell Wilson. Everybody's picking Russell Wilson. If Kirk Cousins in that situation can win in that environment against a guy who might be the MVP right now, I think a lot of people will say, forget getting into the playoffs, forget winning a game, let's start talking about the Super Bowl with the Minnesota Vikings because that to me would be certainly their most impressive win to go to Seattle and to, and to go toe-to-toe with Russell Wilson who has just been phenomenal. But at a minimum, the naysayers can come out one way or the other. He's your quarterback in 2020. I mean, that's already established. you know. And I don't think there's any doubt about that. There are a whole lot of situations in this league where people are going, is this guy someone we can trust going into 2020? That's not Minnesota's situation. And I think at the start of the year, Murph, that was kind of the question, is this going to be so disastrous that you kind of got to eat that third year just to put yourself in a position to make uh, the best of the situation you have with the weapons that you've signed? Now we're going, it is Kirk Cousins' team. This is his show. And everybody, whether you're on the bandwagon or not, this is what you get. We'll see how he performs in the final game. And you're getting now you're starting to hear the chatter about he's already halfway through the deal. What about an extension? Yeah. Is that something you go out on a limb and do? I say no. I mean, I don't think it's asking, considering how much they've guaranteed to him. Yeah. I don't think it's asking too much to see him perform in January before you even entertain the idea of extending him beyond 2020. Now that he got treated that way in Washington year after year franchise, with a franchise. franchise right. Yeah. Uh, but, the, you know, he's been rewarded enough where I think the Vikings uh, can can protect themselves as long as they can on this investment and see how he performs in the postseason, assuming he gets to the postseason, which it looks like it's it's pretty good now. And like you said, if if he does this against Seattle, their schedule sets up really well. It's I mean, wild. you've got you got home games against Detroit and Chicago, uh, yeah. and which one uh, of those are going to be a weird game, right? Detroit always mm, it's always something weird. With yeah, them. well, it, it, well, if or there's Chicago. something at stake at, against Chicago, yeah, uh, week seventeen. And you're probably looking at Chase Daniel, who carved yes. them up uh, earlier this season. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see Trubisky. No, uh, probably by that point. Um, and then you got a road game against the Chargers, who you know don't don't impress me much. But you're still it's another night game, and you're flying all the way out there. That's a wild card too. So, uh, but it it's not in the least a forbid. You know, the, the Seattle game is the end of the the meat grinder portion of their schedule, which they've been in now for a couple of weeks. Yes, yeah. thirteen and three seems. Feasible. I mean, if you get by Seattle, certainly. And everything on, on riding on the Green Bay game at home. Yep. I mean, the division will be clinched that night. And now you're talking home home field advantage. And that's potentially big. if you get in that situation. Big ta- for him, probably Cousins. I mean, you wanna you want Kirk Cousins to have an opportunity to play at home, right? Uh, going on the road. We all know the stats and the numbers. You don't want to put him in that situation if you can avoid it. But I will say, in terms of the extension, I don't think you have to rush that because you're about to pay Dalvin Cook. Uh, who I thought they should have paid earlier this year because his price tag just keeps going up. But with Dalvin, Thielen, Diggs, Rudolph, young Irv Smith, who gets better and better every week, I think there are other guys you could put in Kirk Cousins' situation and they would be effective and efficient. I I think if you're the Vikings, you know that you've got, I think, the best skilled players in the NFL. I mean, who has a better set of tight ends, wide receivers, and running yeah. backs in and, the league. depth. Depth. I mean, who who has that? There aren't many uh, teams that can say they can match that. But 
I would hold off. Let's see what happens this year. Now, if he makes a run to the Super Bowl, even the NFC Championship game, I think you give him that extension. Because his price is going up that way, too. Definitely. But right now, I don't think that's something you have to address. And again, if they get blown up by Seattle, we're going to be right back to what if. What's going to happen with this team? Because, Murph, I don't think getting to the playoffs and losing early, right? That does nothing. That, that's not a successful season. Nope. Been there, done that. Even if you win a game and you get destroyed after that, that's not a successful season. You got to do what you did in Dallas consistently in the playoffs. That still remains the question. That's what they paid for. And, and that's, that's, what, that's who they signed all these pieces for. And that's what this market is invested for. Right 100%. Now. I mean, you know, we've talked about it before. You can talk about the, the four Super Bowl losses, but that's that's ancient history. They're 0-6 in NFC Championship games since then, and including some in the last 10 years, they've had two awful losses. Yes. So getting to the yeah. NFC Championship game is not even going to be that fulfilling. They need to cross that that barrier finally, yeah. get to the big game. I think you got. I mean, are, you, granted, if you get to the Super Bowl, your ultimate goal, of course, is to win it. But I think there would be a huge uh, level of uh, there'd be a weight lifted off of fans and the franchise crossing that bridge into the Super Bowl and putting themselves in a position to compete for a championship for the first time in forty-five years after so many painful losses in the NFC Championship game. And they're probably going to have to put it in the hands of their quarterback because what you don't want to do. To put it in the hands of a kicker. Yeah, no, you don't want not to here. Position. No, not anytime you soon in a big in game. Position. No, but Dalvin Cook having a guy like that, having a game breaker like that, opens up everything. You know, that's the thing. The skill players are so good, they're going to have a chance. But I also think that you know this is a team where we talk a lot about Minnesota. The rest of the NFC, there, there's no power. I mean, there's no team where you go, oh my goodness. It's the it's the Kurt Warner's L.A. Rams yeah, or no Patriots, the, the Cowboys of the mid nineties. I mean, there's no team like that. I mean, San Francisco, really good defense. Do you trust Jimmy Garoppolo in the postseason? Yes, Russell Wilson has been very good. Isn't surrounded by a ton of skilled players. Jadavian uh, Clowney has enhanced that defense, but that defense hasn't been great all year. Um, you know, Green Bay is a team where we've seen Green Bay look really good. We've also seen them lose to Philly. You know, like there have been a number of moments with these and to L.A. where these teams and you go, okay, they've got high ceilings, much like the Vikings, but we also know how low that floor can go. And and I don't think there's any juggernaut uh, in the playoff picture right now in the NFC, which should make Vikings fans feel good. They can go out and beat anybody. Uh, among the teams they would see in the playoffs. Well, and then and you talked about home field advantage. You would certainly want it. You don't want to go to Lambeau in January. You nope. don't want to go to New Orleans ever. Don't want to go to Seattle. You do not want to go back to Seattle. Nope. So if if you're gonna limp in as a wild card, you know it, it. It I don't know if you have to go to San Francisco. That doesn't seem very foreboding. Yeah. Uh, they've already won in Dallas. Yep. Uh, I wouldn't feel too bad about going there, but you do not want to have to be. Uh, outdoors in Green Bay, indoors in, in New Orleans, and out west in Seattle again. Uh, so home field does come into play huge. And like you said, if you get that and you go on a run, you beat Seattle and you win the next five games, you're there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got that spot, and that could change everything. Because I think the Vikings at home uh, are a Super Bowl team, even if they've got to go play one game at San Francisco at New Orleans. They still have a chance, a really good chance, I think. I mean, we just watched. We just watched the Saints lose to the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. I mean, at home. Yeah, there's just no team that makes you go. They're unbeatable, and, and I think the Vikings would be in a great position in that situation. 
on the road, who do they beat? You know, on the road, in the playoff, everything attached to that, you can see them losing and, and losing by a touchdown or two in, in that scenario, whether it's Seattle, whether it's Dallas, New Orleans. So I think home field advantage is a huge thing winning these next four to five of these next five games. But I think Seattle will set the tone because if you get blown out at Seattle, now we're right back to can you do this consistently, which remains the question. And it, it remains a question for Cousins, but it also does for their defense. 100%. Because we haven't talked about that, and it's it's almost a tale of two defenses. I mean, yeah. you look at their interior and their linebackers, and you go, that's the strength of it, obviously. They're still a top-five unit. But on the back end, they're a mess. Yeah, uh, they're not consistent. Xavier Rhodes is a shell of his former self. Now you got Harrison Smith nursing a hamstring from the yep. other day. I, you know, who not, you know kept Thielen down for three weeks. Uh, that's going to be worth monitoring. Mike Hughes teams have identified as somebody to go after. Yeah, uh, you know Trey Waynes can be a playmaker, but he's been soft as well. And this is. You know, this is Zimmer's baby, right? He came up through the ranks as a defensive backs coach. Mm-hmm. He's often seen uh, dressing him down on the sidelines, uh, and he hasn't been too kind about Xavier since training camp. But he shouldn't be. I mean, I agree. Been good. No, know? and then I think that hip is still bothering him to to a degree, and probably won't let on about it. But he's not the same player he has been in the past. So if they go out to Seattle and get picked apart, now you're going to have not only questions about Cousins, but uh, the suspect defense that laid, uh, you know, gave up twenty points at home to Denver and fell behind, and and can't really, you know you can't be in that situation in the playoffs. You can't be in that situation against a good team, and Denver's not a good team, and they're in that scenario. So, if anyone's going to pick you apart too, it's Russell Wilson. Yes, who, who has the throw of the year? I mean, the throw he had on Thursday Night Football a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is one of those guys who, if you've got a weakness, he'll he'll find it. You know, to your point, and I think. This thing is shifting a little bit in that you know what Kirk Cousins is. You know how explosive that offense can be, even if it's not consistent. Do you trust this defense to make a big play at the end of a game? If this thing comes down to a close game and it's not Kirk Cousins, if it's in that defense's hands, do you trust them? Now, they did Sunday. Uh, at the very last stand, they yes. made three defensive st- uh, stops, making in, up for the, making up for <laughs> what they right. didn't do. So they they break even as far as yeah, we're concerned, yeah. right? Um, we talked about maybe grading them out as an overall grade just before we went on. Uh, you know, letter grades you can make a case for a lot of them. I'm going to go. I'm just going to go B minus, and I'm going to oh, wow. I'm going to go go minus. Okay, you're a hard uh, tough grader, I'm, man. I, well, because we expect I expected this to be a twelve. 12 win team and yeah. I think it still can be uh, but I yeah I I don't I don't like the way the defensive has played uh cousins I'm starting to come around on but the bar is high here this is the Super Bowl window they've had you know they have a lot of explaining to do for eight seven and one uh so the biggest game of the year is their next one yeah. so the B minus can become an a very quickly um, and it can be a C minus if they lose too so I, I'm I, I'm sorry. I've been around too long. I've seen. I've bought in too much. Uh, I expect it to happen within the next year, or I don't see it happening at all. <laughs> no, no. The window is. I mean, this is the window, right? I mean, you've got to perform now. Uh, B minus. I definitely understand. I would say a B plus. Okay. Only because you know, if you're eight and three going into the bye, you know, you you've got a chance. Kirk has been solid. Um, Dalvin. Digs and what he's been able to do, and the defense collectively, they've been a top 10 group. 
why they're not an A minus to me and not in that conversation is the best teams in the league are opportunistic in that they will crush an inferior opponent. And Minnesota has not done that. We've seen that now Chicago's not really a good team and they couldn't beat that team. You go to Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes is not playing. The MVP of the league, maybe the best quarterback in the league, is not playing. You have to destroy Matt Moore. You have an opportunity against the Denver Broncos where it's right there. You just beat a Dallas team that might be a playoff team. You just went on the road and shocked the world. You've got to stomp on that team, and they didn't do it. They're down 20-0. To, to me, the thing you admire about the Patriots when they've been at their best, the thing you admire about some of these dominant franchises we've witnessed throughout the history of the NFL is they will pounce on you mm-hmm. and show no, no mercy. mercy. This is still a team that it's almost as if they adjust their level of competition, how competitive they're going to be based on the team they're facing. And I said this to Collar. I think the Vikings would have been better off playing the Chiefs with Mahomes because I think mentally they would have been different. Like, this is just a team where you can't tell them there's a gimme. Yeah, and they you, let Matt yeah, Moore beat him. You can't tell them there's a four-foot putt to, to, to win the Open. You know what I mean? You've got to tell them that, hey, everybody's going to be available. This is going to be a really difficult game because if you tell them it's going to be easy, they just don't know how to function in that scenario. So I'm still waiting for that dominant performance that reminds you, okay, this is how good they can be, and this is how they can show you that, okay, they're on a certain level. Denver was that opportunity. Kansas City was that opportunity. Chicago, and they failed in all those cases, in my opinion. Well, after Seattle, they got Detroit rolling into town, and they're mailing it in, so that should be an opportunity at home to stomp on an inferior opponent. Uh, Brian Murphy in for Matthew Collar. Myron Metcalf is here as well from ESPN. Uh, Fred Cox, the Vikings' all-time leading scorer, former place kicker, one of only 11 members on all four Super Bowl teams of the 1970s, passed away yesterday at the age of 80. He had been battling some recent illness. Um, not only one of the great Vikings greats, but a great human being, but also one of the inventors of the Nerf football. Uh, joining us after the break will be my former colleague at the Pioneer Press, Chris Thomason, who wrote uh, a nice feature story and obituary on Fred Cox in today, up on TwinCities.com. It'll be in the newspaper on sunday we'll talk to chris about about fred cox's legacy and uh an interview he had with fred just as recently as saturday about uh about his career and that nerf football invention uh this is brian murphy and myron metcalf on purple daily on score north hi this is chris howard host of plugged in with chris howard the college football playoff committee made their decision on sunday and as much as i loathe the idea of ohio state losing their way into the college football playoff i 100 percent agree with osu making it in over bama Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.